As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good day, good day. Thank you for tuning in today to our podcast of Building Us Up. I'm your host, Apostle B.K. Seth Matthews, and I pray that something that is said today will cause you to become a better you. Now, without any further ado, let's get into the gospel sauce. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in again. We thank you for sharing your time with us on tonight. And tonight we're going to be talking about uh, faith. You got to have it, part two. And I know last week when we left off, we left off on uh, having the importance of faith, rather. And so tonight we're going to go on a little further into that and try to get a little deeper into the lesson. And before we do that, I just want to share a few things with you. If you haven't already taken advantage of purchasing one of our books the underbelly of evil it is available on amazon for a short time for only ten dollars and we have a little special deal going on that uh the 25th purchase will receive a 25 dollar amazon gift card so go ahead on over to amazon purchase the book you can purchase it on kindle ebook as well that is 6.99 so that's a steal you can't get a book in these days for about $6.99. So go ahead and get that. You will be blessed. It will open up some doors, open up some insight into the spiritual realm and those things you may be battling with, whether it's within your sleep, uh, on your job, in your family, in your marriage, and your single life. Uh, whatever you're battling with, I guarantee you there's something that will touch on it and be able to help you free yourself from those th things, those entities, those demonic spirits, even things that are in the demonic realm that are trying to torment your life. So go ahead on over and bless yourself or be a blessing to someone else. Purchase one as a gift. Don't be afraid to purchase two or three, even up to ten. 
and again that 25th purchase will receive uh, that person will receive a $25 Amazon gift card to be able to purchase anything you want within the Amazon array of uh, products so without any further ado let's go ahead and get into the lesson and we left off like I said last week when uh, with the importance of faith and that was in Ephesians 6 and 16 so above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith is a vital part of the Christian's armor. You are to put on the whole armor of God because the Christian life is warfare. We are in a war. We have been at war and we will continue to be at war. And it will always be a spiritual conflict because that is something that is within yourself not necessarily in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm. So it's a spiritual conflict. And we're battling with those principalities in high places, those evil spirits, those evil entities that are trying to battle us uh, within our heart, within our soul, even with within our minds. So we have to really be on our P's and Q's. And as Paul names different parts of the Christian armor, uh, he, be, he comes to the shield and emphasizes its importance by saying this. Above all, taking the shield of faith. In essence, he's saying, hey, we know we have to have all the other things, but above all these other things, you know, in spite of having all those other things, on top of having all those other things, we have to have the shield of faith. For with the shield of faith, nothing can hurt you. You're guarded. You're guarded from, your, from the crown of your head, to the sole of your feet and if you look at history a little bit with a lot of different armies you will see that certain armies have different types of uh, shields some had the round shields I think those are the Romans and then the other, other armies would have the more rectangular ones that they could actually put down to the ground and make a barrier around their leaders and around their camps so even if the darts were to come they were able to uh, shield the their their bodies and those behind them from that and then they used the round shields to make like a dome for the for the uh, darts that were coming over through the air and not just straight at them so your your shield is very important to you in your time of war in your time of uh, unpeace so to speak so you have to understand even with everything that you have in Ephesians, you have to have the sh uh, shield of, uh, of faith. Let's look at that scripture for a minute. 6 and 16. Uh, where are you? Bear with me here. 16. It says, lift, lift over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Now that is the am amplified version. Uh, that was kind of what I was going in with the shield. They're able to cover it, but more so you have to be able to cover the, the, the area around you as well with the shield. Uh, so you, you have to be able to have that shield so that Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're not being uh, susceptible to the darts, uh, whether fiery or not. A dart, a dart is a dart to me. Yes, <laughs> and I know in, in wartime, and that's in the Roman Greco area, they had to they would put fire on the, on the tips of the darts uh, and the arrows that they were shooting, as to make it even more potent, and it will cause it a more uh, damaging blow to you. So that's something that they did. So nothing can hurt you, and all these things we got to become more than conquerors. Uh, through him that level that's Romans 837 so with you having the right not only ammunition but having the right gear protective gear which is what Ephesians uh, 6 is showing us we have to have the right armor we have to right, have the right gear or we end up being open to uh, harm we be, end up open to death we open ourselves up to even become prisoners of war. Now, the importance of faith is also seen in that uh, you cannot be saved without faith. I'm not going to read the scriptures. You can write them down if you like. Uh, John 3 and 36. Uh, you cannot live victoriously over the world without faith. 1 John 5 and 4. You cannot please God without faith. Hebrew 11 and 6. Uh, you cannot pray without faith. James 1 and 6. You cannot have peace with God without faith. Romans 5 and 1. You cannot have joy without faith. 1 Peter uh, 1 and verse 8. You are justified by faith, not by your works. Galatians 2 and 16. You live by faith. Galatians 2 and 20. You are made righteous by faith. Romans 14, 1 through 4. Christ dwells in your heart by faith. Ephesians 3.17 The Holy Spirit is received by faith. You come to salvation by faith. Galatians 3 and 2. Last but not least, whatever is not from faith is sin. Romans 14.23 Faith is very important because it honors God and God always honors your faith so your faith is very important and many day many times these days we put faith in everything but god we don't come to put faith in god until we feel like we've run out of uh, resources uh, natural resources and then we say well when all else failed i'll try god you know that's not how it's supposed to be you should put god first and then you wouldn't have to try all else all else wouldn't be a, a part of your vocabulary you would say well i trusted god first and I put my faith in God first, everything fell in line the first time. So it's kind of in essence, if you're going to do something right, do it right the first time. All right? So now, since we talked about having the, well, we talked about the importance of faith, let's look at a person that may have a little faith. So let's go to Matthew 14, 28. Let's see what they're talking about over there. 
Matthew 14, 28. And it says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So he said, Come. But he saw that the wind was boisterous. He was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, O you of little faith, why do you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. At this stage, in the spiritual growth of Peter, he was a man of little faith. However, after Pentecost, he became a spiritual giant. Let's take a good look at his little faith and profit from it, because we can profit from other people's uh, shortcomings, which is what we should do. Jesus, walking on the water in the midst of the storm, came to his distressed disciples. Peter asked to come to Jesus on the water. He must have thrilled at the thought of doing the impossible when Jesus said, Come. So think about it. Peter's on the boat. He sees Jesus coming to him in the water, walking through the storm. And he says, Jesus, if that's you, bid me to come to you. Jesus said, okay, I see your faith. Now come. Now, Peter, being a man of faith, so we thought, uh, he got out of the boat, got onto the water, and instead of focusing on Jesus and focusing on the task at hand, he focused on the storm. He focused on what was going on around him. Even uh, just for all intents and purposes, purposes, let's just say he saw a shark or a whale or something, fish jumping out the water. And instead of him focusing on Jesus, he focused on everything else that was going on around him. And that caused his, his faith, to the, the little bit that he had, to diminish. And he started to sink. Now, the great part about it is, in the midst of that little faith, Jesus recognized it, and he said, when he started to sink him, he said, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and put him back in the boat. So Peter did the impossible thing. He walked on water by faith. Just a few steps, but he walked on water. He done more than I have. Next, Peter did the conceivable thing. He saw the storm and had a second thought. He doubted. For a moment, he lost sight of Jesus. He may have turned and started back to the boat. Now, Peter did. Uh, he also did the natural thing. He feared destruction. Doubt always breeds fear. When you are afraid, it's because you have doubted what you are a part of. Because you start getting those thoughts in your head, well, what if this doesn't happen? What if this does happen? Uh, what if I'm not supposed to be a part of this? But that's when fear sets in. And we have a saying uh, in our ministries where when it comes to fear, and we just say false evidence appearing real.
just because you see something doesn't mean that it's in your way or that you can you have to allow it to block you. You have to keep going. So the next thing Peter did was he did the expected thing. He began to sink. He failed. In essence, he failed. He didn't get to walk to Jesus. He started sinking. Then he did what we would conceive the right thing. He prayed. He said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out forth his hand, stretched forth his hand, and caught him. Once more, Peter made contact with Jesus by faith. He trusted that Jesus won't be able to keep him from sinking. Now, Peter did the impossible thing. He walked on water with Jesus to the boat, and we see the success and the failure of little faith. O ye of little faith. Now let us recap the steps that led to this failure. Peter started by faith and walked on water. Then he saw the storm and had second thoughts that led to his doubt. That produced fear which caused him to turn back that brought about failure. That is bigger than the elements that will drag you down to defeat. You can have big faith. Prayer and fasting and feeding your faith on the word of God will cause you to have mountain high faith. Many days we, we look at things that are going on around us and we see uh, what we think will cause uh, turmoil in our lives. But many times a lot of these things won't affect us if we just keep on going, whatever it may be. And especially when we uh, claim to have faith in Jesus, we claim to have faith in God, we, we claim to have faith in all the abilities that he is able to do for us in our lives. But when it's time to show forth that faith, we kind of cower down and we, we doubt not only God, we doubt ourselves. And so we have to learn to take the faith that we have, whether it is that faith the size of a mustard seed or whether it's the faith that's that mountain high faith. We have to take that faith and we have to utilize it. We have to utilize it because if we don't, we'll find ourselves just, just, just basically existing. So let's look at something else real quick. So in John 11, 21 to 44, we learn that there's three types of faith. Okay. We see the faith of Martha in, in connection with the resurrection of her brother Lazarus. Now, Lazarus fell ill and Martha and her sister Mary uh, sent for Jesus to come and heal him. Jesus delayed coming until Lazarus was dead and in the tomb for four days. Then he came to raise him from the dead and found the limited, the fundamental faith of Martha. 
She said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. The death of Lazarus meant the end of Martha's faith. She believed that Jesus had the power to raise her brother up from the sick bed, but not from the dead. Her limited faith restricted the power of Christ. Limited faith is controlled by circumstances and motivated by fear of failure. So we believe that Jesus can help us pay a light bill, but he, we don't believe that he can wipe the total bill out. We believe that Jesus can help us get a car, but not a new car. You know, we'll set up for a used car. We believe that Jesus can get us in, in a house, and we get any kind of house, and we don't wait to get the house. We believe that Jesus can get us uh, a spouse, a husband, or a wife, and instead of waiting, we'll take just a man or a woman. And we just wait uh, very little time, and we just take whatever we can get. When in fact, uh, they used to always say, don't just pray for a man or pray for a woman. You pray for the right man and the right woman, and God can give you what you want. So many times we allow the circumstances to get the best of us, and we don't really put our faith in what God can really do for us ultimately because he wants us to have the best we don't have to settle we don't have to be broke busted and disgusted to prove that we love God uh, I, I'm not that type of person I believe God wants a blessing I'm not talking about being uh, all uh, materialistic and gotta have you know name brand everything and spending Uber amounts of money on stuff that is unnecessarily needed, but I'm talking about having the good of life, enjoying life the way you want to enjoy life. Some people like the simpler things in life. Some people like a little bit more extravagant things because that makes them feel better. That doesn't make you uh, more of a, a Christian. That doesn't make you less of one. You know, the blessings of God has nothing to do with where your life is. So. Because you got a lot of people that have everything, but they're not living a nickel worth of nothing. You have people that have very little, and their life is so well-rounded in God that the all they have to do is ask for stuff, but they just choose not to. Martha's faith was not only limited, but it was fundamental. Next thing Jesus said to her was, Your brother shall rise again. These words were spoken to kindle hope and faith in Martha. But she said, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Martha had declared here her fundamental faith in a great truth. But that was not enough. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus was saying that he had all power over life and death. Then he said, do you believe this? Martha evaded the question by stating her fundamental faith in, in her creed to the living, all-powerful Christ. Her faith limited the power of Christ, and Jesus wept. Jesus wept when he came to raise Lazarus from the dead and found limited, fundamental faith only us just believing that we're all going to rise again in the day of the Lord is fundamental faith. 
that's that's creed faith. Faith, believing that Christ can not only raise a person up from the sickbed and the deathbed, that's that's a powerful faith. You know, not many people believe that because they feel like they've seen so many uh, hoax and false prophets and false preachers doing things in the world that they just believe that it's just all hocus pocus or people doing, they feel like it's people trying to put on a magical act or something like that. But that's not what it is. When you have unlimited faith, that type of faith will move mountains. So at last, unlimited faith came to Martha when she consented to have the stone moved from the grave. When Jesus first ordered the stone taken from the grave, Martha objected in, in disbelief. Then Jesus, challenging her to believe, said, Did I not say to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Martha believed and waited to see the glory of God, and she was not disappointed. We often hear that seeing is believing, but that's not so. You believe, then you see. Faith comes before seeing. Faith comes before sight. Now Martha's faith no longer limited the power of Christ. She consented to have the stone removed from the tomb and Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus was raised up. Don't be satisfied with limited fundamental faith only when you can have unlimited faith that pleases God and reveals his glory why settle for less when you can have the best I'm going to say that again why settle for less when you can have the best I said once before Jesus wants us to have the best, the very best. So what happens when your faith is where it needs to be? Hebrews 11.32 goes into a scriptures that starts to talk about people that have shown a great amount of faith in God, in the works of Jesus in the faith of in the faith of the saints, uh, we call it the hall of faith. Okay, it says, and what more shall I say? For time will fail, will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David and Samuel and the prophets, prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness. Obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from the weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, women received back their dead by resurrection, and others were tortured, not accepting their release in order that they might obtain a better resurrection. 
Others experience mockings and scourgings. Yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They saw in two. They were they were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about sheep and sheepskins and in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy. These having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised, because God had provided something better for us, so that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. You need to come here often and linger long that your faith may become strong, may become strong in the Lord. For this scripture, we get a view of history of Israel and the church as it is written by faith in the blood of the saints. So not only have do we have people that have given us an example, but we have people that have shed blood to bring forth a type of faith that will cause a generational faith, so to speak. They were uh, proving that faith in God, faith in his uh, attributes, faith in his abilities, faith in his love, faith in his care, faith in his statues, will bring about such a greatness that it would, it would supersede from generation to generation. Sometimes I wonder where that went because we see that many times these days we have uh, faith uh, that is very uh, small, very limited because everybody has put their faith in everything but God, everything but the power of Jesus, which is your power of attorney. They put their faith in the jobs, the cars, uh, spouses, children, politics, uh, all kind of materialistic, uh, ill-gotten things that will not produce a nickel's worth of anything. But if you want to see your life change, I think you need to really research where you are in life, where you want to go in life, and how you want to get there. Now, there's a couple of ways to get there. And sometimes people get there uh, doing ungodly things, but those things don't last. Only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. And you want to last. You don't want to be one of those fly-by-night people where you're always going up, always going down. You know, and that's not to say that you won't have times when things get a little rough. Uh, but even still, during that time, you're, it's just a trying time. I mean, and it's, you're not necessarily out you know, it's just it's just a little rough patch, and we all have them. But you want to be able to keep that smile of faith on your face and say, on your face and say, you know what? I'm just going through this because uh, I need to, or because some things 
must need be, uh, as the word says, in order to get to a certain point. Because sometimes God proves and then he reproves because he's proven that you're able to make it through something. He's not testing you. He's proving you. God doesn't test his people. I don't know why people say that. God always proves us. He'll prove to somebody. He'll prove to the enemy. You know what? I guarantee you, this one is going to love me and not turn their back on me. They might say some things. They might even ask some questions. But they're going to stay, stay uh, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding on the word of the Lord. Don't allow your circumstances to cause you to lose faith, to cause your faith to, to wither, to even cause it to dwindle. Because I guarantee you, if you keep building on that mustard size, that, that mustard seed faith, it'll become the mountain height faith. And so we thank you again once, uh, once again for listening to us on Building Us Up. And this series is, is, is being brought to you on our Master Builder podcast. And so we want to continue to build master builders. And we started with faith because I feel like faith is something that people, it's, it's one of those fundamental uh, institutions, so to speak, that we need to have in order to build on. You can't build a skyscraper on saran wrap. You have, a, you have to have a sure foundation if you're going to build a skyscraper because it's got to be able to withstand the weather. It's got to be able to withstand all the pressure that's going to come with it. So that's where we're at with that. So we just want to help you build something on your foundation that should start with Jesus. And if you start with Jesus building your foundation, I guarantee your foundation will stand up. It's kind of like uh, go to, uh, the three pigs the, and, the, and the wolf. If you're able to stand him trying to blow it down, he'll huff and he'll puff, but it won't go down. He'll try his best. And and as the piggy said, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. I'm not coming out because I know I built a house not with not with uh, twigs, not with sticks, but I built it with, with stone. And we've got brick and mortar. So you better huff and you better puff real good because we're not coming out. So we want your faith to be that strong that you don't have to worry about the enemy trying to blow down your house, trying to blow down your situation, trying to blow down your business, trying to take you down in life. Because your faith is where it needs to be and you're constantly building on it. And when you build Jesus on top of Jesus, you're going to get nothing but Jesus. So we thank you. Tune in next week where we'll be talking uh, we'll be going into another lesson, and, and uh, we do have the ability to chat with you on these live uh, podcasts. Uh, if you have any questions, again, shoot us an email. Uh, I have posted the email. You go ahead and uh, shoot us an email if you have any questions, anything you want us to talk about. Uh, we're just so excited about what God is doing with our ministries here in Nebraska, and we look forward to serving you even more. So God bless you, God keep you, and we'll talk to you on next week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.